Hello everybody, welcome to The Power Supply, your weekly digest of technology with your hosts David Lei and Ziang Tsui. Let's get started. Oh yeah. Alright, so today we're going to cover uh, stuff from like, fa falling from the sky, uh, the death of virtual reality, uh, real life Star Wars, and our innovation of the week, Y Charge. Let's get started. Of the week, to you guys. Later. So for the stuff falling down from space. So right now there's a 19,000 pound space slab falling back uncontrolled to Earth. Okay, so... What? So, so like normally uh, hundreds of pieces of space debris come down yearly, you know? It's quite common for old satellites and space junk to come falling back to Earth. However, uh, scientists are re uh, extremely nervous about this. 19,000 pound Chinese space station because it's a uh, because of its out of control route that prevents scientists from predicting where it will crash. Okay, so but did they know that it was gonna crash? Um, not really. So China reportedly lost control of the this unmanned spacecraft named Tiangong One in uh, June 2016, and it uh. And the government vaguely predicts that the Tiangong One would come down in late 2017. However, right now it's 2018, which only shows the unpredictability and uh, how uncontrolled this spacecraft is. And it also suggests that like the Chinese Space Agency has lost all ability to direct the station's crash course or know its landing location. Oh. That's that sounds that sounds scary, you know. It's like nineteen thousand pounds flying down, accelerating. It's gonna that's gonna leave a mark on the Earth. Yeah, like uh, the ESA, the European Space Agency, uh, claims that this uh, spacecraft's orbit will inevitably decay sometime between January and March of two thousand eighteen. So w within these three months, uh, when it will make an uncontrolled entry so that so by um to inevitably decay you mean it's gonna tear itself apart well uh, uh that um the scientists claim that although much of the spacecraft will burn up in the earth's atmosphere some portions could survive reach the earth's surface and cause uh, huge amounts of damage as the spacecraft itself is 19,000 pounds so imagine if like 120th made it to earth that that that's still around a thousand pounds, which is a large amount of mass. Oh, that's damn. burning, which is uh, just makes it a lot worse. For you, uh, the people that play Brawl Stars out there, it's just like El Primo. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so back on, uh, back to the, the threat of nineteen thousand pounds falling from the sky. And uh, so a court, and, and what makes it so scary is uh, how we don't know exactly when it will fall and where it will fall. You know, according to Harvard astrophysicist uh, John Jonathan Mc, uh, McDowell, he claims that, and I quote, even a couple days before it re-enters, we probably won't know better than six or seven hours, plus or minus, when it's gonna, going to come down. Not knowing when it's com uh, going to come down translates as not knowing where it's going to come down. Okay. So we know nothing right now. So, but what if... So we can't like predict like uh and 
we can't uh, help like uh, plan responses to where it will fall. So we can't evacuate. Yeah, we can't evacuate. Oh. Well, but, so if this thing falls to Earth, what would be what would what would the like death rate be? Uh, if well. We- if it falls to Earth, there's uh, reports claim that, and they assure us that there's only a one in a thousand chance that the massive space lab will crash into a populated area and damage buildings. So, so there's a, a, a really low chance that it would crash into a place that humans inhabit. If you make it, if it makes you feel better, uh, my friend Ziyang meant one in ten thousand. Oh, sorry, yeah, one in ten thousand chance that. But that's crash. still. That's but like, what if, like, what if it crashes into a city, a suburb, anything, that the human damage and um, you can only losses do... would be catastrophic. Well, sounds like another government conspiracy to me. <laughs> uh, I think like I'm just really disappointed that. Even with all this modern technology, we can't, like, track any of this. Because this case, like, in this case, we don't know the date of entry, the time of entry, the location of entry. Like, uh, with all this technology, like, why don't we know any of this? Like, there's just been so many advances. And, like, we've been hearing so many advances in all this technology, but still, we don't, we, we, like, can't predict something as simple as this. Like, it must be massive. Like, how can't we detect and, like, uh, use uh, our technologies or uh, mathematical equations to predict a crash course, a crash landing, or anything? That's just so scary. Because we've been... Humans like to invest in useless things. Yeah. Okay, well, moving on from the threat... Maybe, like, a useless thing could be VRs or ARs. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, VR is useless. AR isn't so much. Now, VR... What is VR? Okay, so VR, as most of you may know or may not know, stands for virtual reality. Now, we're going to stop right here for a second. We'll come back to it. So now, we're just going to backtrack back to... um, 3D technologies. Now, do you guys remember how a decade ago we had, like, 3D technology and there was so much hype around it? Yeah, like, I I remember uh, one Christmas, my parents bought me 3D technology. I was also hyped, and then it wasn't really that interesting, I guess. Like, it, it was cool the first few days, but then it just wasn't reasonable to, like, keep using it, you know? It yeah. didn't have that many practical uses. Yeah, that's the pro- that's one of that you just stated some of the problems with three D technology. Um, well, um, that's like why it's not you don't really see too much three D technology anymore. Um, Is that why the costs are falling? Like I see the VR headsets cost become cheaper recently. Alright. Well I wanna still I just wanna stay on the three D track for now. Okay, so three three D tech hype is coming to an end. And this is because of we thought that this technology would change viewing habits forever. However, it has every single, all the 3D stuff had a lack of interesting content, had a limited field of vision, high prices, and it even induced nausea. And that is what drew consumer interest away from it. Now, this is relevant to our topic because this is what happened to VR right now. Um, Google... You know, everyone knows the famous Google Cardboard, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Google, tech tech giants, Samsung, HTC, and even Facebook have been investing in VR technology. 
the concept is actually is is pretty cool. Like being submerged in an entirely different world from the comforts of your own home. However, the hype is coming to an end. And why is that? Well, uh, VR is suffering the same fate as three D tech, even though. It, it, the price drops weren't enough to convince consumers to buy over this past holiday season. Now we're gonna. And so is something like gonna replace VR? Well, not so much replace it, as much as, um, re- well, yeah, it's gonna. It's more. It's so VR is more of a gaming technology, so, and it requires a ton of set up for it and it's really inconvenient like oculus rift yeah I've that's seen many games you need, something like that yeah you need to put stuff on the wall to track your movement and then you need like expensive hand controllers and then all the technology required to it is just racks up the uh, jacks up the price so it's like not practical like just for a game you have to buy so many things yeah for it's it. not practical However, when you... Okay, so now, how many of you have played Pokemon Go? I have. Okay, so don't lie. Don't lie to those people out there uh, that say you don't. But I, we all played it, and it was a good game. Cause, and then one of the features was it was AR. You could take a picture of a Weedle on someone's lap. What is AR, sorry? Uh, augmented reality. So oh. instead of virtual reality... Where you're submerged in a completely different world, it combines virtual elements and your real world elements, and then places it in like the real world environment. I could see this having a lot more uses than just gaming. Like it could um, make pa- impacts in education. Like yeah. I could see that happening in schools, being used in schools. Yeah, in, it's, like it's healthcare, a, travel, anything. Like it's a lot more practical. Like. And it requires less setup for it. So um, there's a lot. Now the focus is moving on to AR. Uh, Apple, while it never invested in the VR hype, it all, it's been focusing on its AR um, investments. It even iOS 11 released its AR kit. And that caused the release of a bunch of AR apps on the App Store. And I heard, uh, sorry for interrupting, but... Uh... I heard that Apple is uh, planning to launch an AR headset or a spectacle within a year or two, which is like really interesting, considering that uh, it has launched some uh, things similar to this before, I believe. Uh, glasses or was no, that I was can, Google. Sorry, Google. Google failed in it, but Apple has the tendency to enter the market late and then destroy the competition it's with a scene, refined, yeah. refined device. So, um, while while the VR hype dies down, we're gonna see a lot. We're probably gonna see a lot more AR going on in all sorts of places you wouldn't expect or would expect. So, would you say that, uh, for, for, like the case you brought up, Pokemon Go? Would you say that would be like the turning point of AR? I guess because before Pokemon Go, I've never experienced or heard of AR. But I felt like that uh, made me connect to it a lot more. Yeah, that that was a turning point. It was an overnight ex- success. And now you can find a bunch of like AR games too. Like, a lot of games that some of you play, like Monument Valley, 
all that game now has an AR feature. But there's like nothing like that for like I feel like uh there's there's nothing as popular or as uh famous or as uh momentous as Pokemon Go in the VR world because I AR uh, sorry, no, like, I, I know Pokemon Go was in the AR world, but there was nothing as famous as that in the VR world, right? Yeah, nothing, because it was, in, VR was impractical. But Pokemon Go brought communities together because it got people to go outside and walk around, which was, re- was pretty cool. Do you know what else is pretty cool? What? The Force in Star Wars. So, have you ever wondered, like, uh, so recently the uh, Last Jedi came out. And, uh, and a year before that, uh, The Force Awakened, all the Star Wars hype is awakening, so to speak. Ah. And uh, so, have you ever wondered, could The Force possibly exist? Okay, as soon as I saw Star Wars, I've been sitting on my couch trying to move the remote to come to my hand, but it wouldn't. I was so mad. Well, maybe it could exist in quantum physics. I believe. Right, so, so, how, so, how do... Uh, what's... Quantum physics, that sounds scary. So, uh, in Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, in a famous scene, claimed to Luke Skywalker that the Force, and I quote, surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Oh, yeah. And uh, in modern physics, there are four fundamental forces that uh, binds all forms of and sizes of matter together. There are the two nuclear forces... Uh, the electromagnetic force and the gravitational force. They're still forces. Yeah, but these forces are not the same ones presented in Star Wars, so these forces would not work as the force, or okay. like the Star Wars force. But the topic here is the force could exist. So yes. So how, how, how do we turn these four and binding forces of our universe? It's actually not in these forces. So uh, in Star Wars... Uh, the Jedi uh, would not only be able to move stuff with their mind, like move a uh, table over there, but also the, they, were, uh, they were able to communicate telepathically over large distances. And according to uh, Einstein's theory of relativity, um, which puts strict limits on how fast we can communicate with the ultimate speed limit to be the speed of light. So therefore, uh, Ben Kenobi could not have felt the disturbance in the force only a few instincts, uh, instants after the Death Star blew up Aldernon. Or could he? Ooh. Um, so, in the, well, like I said, in quantum fi- uh, mechanics, uh, in the, the idea of quantum entanglement is that you can link two particles in a particular way, then separate them, and then observe the effects of uh, the one upon the other over large distances. Okay, so what is this? Okay, so how does this relate to the force? So, for example, in particles of light, oh, so when uh, particles of light are separated over long distances, they still correlate with each other. So if you measure one particle, the other's state will be determined immediately. So no matter how far away it is. So like Hans Ola would say, it's true, all of it. Yeah, like basically, so... Uh, let's say uh, two particles were separated, uh, and uh, like the Death Star blowing up Algernon, Algernon can be one particle, and Ben Kenobi could be another. And uh, by measuring Ben Kenobi, uh, since they still correlate with each other, by measuring Ben Kenobi, you can uh, view the situation in Algernon. 
In fact, uh, George Lucas was inf influenced by quantum mechanics uh, during uh, as he was writing the original script for Star Wars because uh, the New Age thinkers at that time proposed a theory of quantum entanglement. Which is, but there's always a catch, as you know, in everything. And uh, so, what? Let's let's back up here. What does quantum mean? So quantum, it's like uh, in very like small terms, I guess. Like, it's like subatomic. Yeah, subatomic. Okay, so light. You you gotta remember, light is a subatomic particle. Yeah, and like uh, the meaning of quantum in quantum entanglement is actually the catch. Kylo Ren could probably uh, manipulate a few particles of light, but stopping an entire like laser beam in its tracks would be much more difficult and almost basically impossible. So, but so uh because so are my dreams of the being a Jedi gone? Uh no, in the uh, world of condensed matter, which is uh the study of solids rather than light particles, uh entanglement is much more common. Uh, as in the phenomena of superconductivity, so uh, where uh, the microscopic, uh, m sorry, the macroscopic quantum entanglements of electrons, uh, it 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 could be the macroscopic quantum entanglement of electrons, the the phenomena, or it could be just a spooky force acting over long distances like Star Wars. Okay, I didn't get any of that. So sorry. So uh, so in in the. So in the world of condensed matter, there's a phenomenon called superconductivity. Okay. And uh, there are two ways you could explain it. From a scientist's point of view, you could say it's uh, from macroscopic quantum entanglements of electrons. Okay, so electrons are influencing each other. Yeah, or, but from a Star Wars point of view... It's the force. Yeah, it's the force. I'm ready to be a Sith now. So uh, in conclusion, I guess, there's some truth behind the idea of the force as uh, quantum entanglement is a binding principle for matter uh, uh, and but how but however in a large scale it's difficult to achieve because and uh, because quantum entanglement works uh, for smaller subatomic yeah, subatomic particles and it would be even more difficult to observe in living creatures moving living things around would be Basically impossible. But one day we'll make it happen. Don't worry. I'll have. I still have my my Sith dreams will come true one day. Yeah. Okay. On to our innovation. Uh, how many of you have just ran out of a chart or ran out of battery and you've had no outlet to go to? That's no. happened a lot. Yeah, okay, lie. that's happened to me quite a few times. Well, there's recently at the. Well, for you don't those of you that don't know. A CES is a tech convention that happens in January, and it's one of the most renowned tech conventions in the world. So it's happening right now. Yep. So well, it's gonna happen soon. This one, the our innovation of today is related to charging electronics. Now, what is so great about that, and how does this have to do with being a part of a great tech show? Well, this is. Um, an innovation that allows you to charge wirelessly. Now we already have wireless charging, but this one is different. This one allows phones to be charged wherever they are. You don't need a pad, you just have to place it down and expose it and it will transmit infrared beams 
to a receptor that will charge your phone. Wait, sorry, but what's this product called again? Oh, this is called Y Charge because it's Y-charge. like a signal. It's like Wi-Fi, but uh, you're charging by Wi-Fi, but infrared Wi-Fi. So it it, uh, it receives its charge through infrared radiation or like uh, uh, infrared lasers or something. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That sounds dangerous. Has it been approved by? It's the been FDA. it's been a, it's been approved. It's it doesn't hurt anyone. It's like charging by heat. It's not gonna burn you, but it's gonna it's gonna charge your phone more effectively. It's not. It's 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 been approved and it's so safe. it's been approved by the FDA. Yeah, and it's also been approved by the federal. It's gonna it's on its way to being approved by the Federal Communications Commission. The one that. Uh, Removed uh, uh, the yeah, one that we removed. neutrality. We don't talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, now these uh, Wi-Fi chargers don't just act as chargers you place on your ceiling, but they also act as light bulbs. However, you won't really see this. You won't really have this up for grabs for a while because this is right now at the moment used intended for public use. So. Uh, you'll see. You'll definitely see it around in malls or like build business buildings. But one day it'll definitely come to your home. Wait, could you like give us a scene of how Y charge would look and how it would like look? For example, in a coffee shop. All right. So Just paint a, us a picture. All right. So you walk into a coffee shop. Yes. All right. This is what it has just been implanted. Uh, why charge has just been implanted? Yeah, in the coffee shop. Okay. You sit down, and then I'm pretty sure they're going to not let you charge for free or something. Or you have your own pad, your own adapter. So you walk in with your adapter, and you notice your phone is low on battery. but then, So you just set it on the table. Minutes later, you come back, and it's half charged. Why? Because you just left it out? Yeah, that's exactly how Y charge works. So you can enjoy your coffee... And enjoy whatever you want to do on your phone or device, and your device will charge. So you're saying that like the lights on the wall or like the ceiling, sorry, are charging my phone just straight up. You will, yeah. The lights are charging it, but they so there's there's special there's, lights. There's okay. there's special lights. They have think of a, it's like a light ring, and then in the center is where the magic happens. So the the transmitters in the middle. And then the dual functions as a light. Wow. Do you, like, are there uh, limits in range and how fast? Uh, it's, since it's wireless, it's definitely going to have, uh, te- it's not going to charge as fast as hooking up to a direct power source. But it's already, the concept of this and the fact that it's working is already an impressive innovation enough. Now, there are distance limits to how far this thing can reach. Like, um, the one design ad- that was presented at the tech convention was had a limit of f- 10 meters. 10 meters, yeah. That's and, still, like, a large amount. And considering how easy that is, like, you don't need any cables or anything, like... Yeah, that's you're, gonna, like, you're gonna... One day, you're gonna go cable-free. And one day, we're gonna take... Wireless charging for granted. Yeah. Well, that's our podcast for today. We'll see you next week. Yeah.